0: iHeart Media does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at CallShe.com.
1: If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say, you always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN.
3: Yeah. Yes! Here we are on a Friday. Paulie Howard, Matt Eumann's big show coming up. Follow the money. Welcome in. Good to have you. Show's presented by DraftKings, Sam Pontayanovich for a double shot coming up. A lot to go over with him. NFL Draft, what are the Patriots going to do at three? What should the Bears do at number one? And uh, who's the quarterback going to be? Lou Finicaro in studio. A trip to Las Vegas, find out how Naked City Pizza went last night. It's a 20-6 and run. The last two weeks in the UFC cards and lose a dog player. So we'll get his thoughts on the UFC cards coming up. Big UFC 299 uh, next week. There's a card fight night tomorrow. And some futures in college baseball and NHL as well. And uh, lots to get to coming up with a great college basketball card. We made it. It's March. The beast is here to my left. I'll tell you, folks, be careful out there. Man down. We lost Miss Mitch Moss. He's out sick. Who knows when he's coming back? Mike Palm's got bronchitis. He's been sick for two weeks. Yet, the legend, if there was a nuclear holocaust, he would emerge under two pizza boxes. Matt Eumanns, and you know he always writes about this when he does his fast food power rankings, has never used a sick day in 30 years. Kind enough to come in. How you doing? Hey,
4: great to be here. It's great that it's March. Yes. yes. Love March. I don't know if it's my favorite month. December might be my favorite, but March is would be a close second. And uh, well wishes to uh, Mitch Moss. Hopefully he gets uh, better this weekend. I, I've heard that this is going around. A lot of people, you were sick early in the week. Yeah. Mike Palm's been down. Yeah. Mitch is down, but... Uh, Hadn't hit me. How can this be? Huh? How can you? I'm You've never you. used a sick day in 30 years. Never. never. This can't no. be. I mean, I've had days where I felt pretty bad, but You're right. fight through it, go to work. You know what? The bottom line is, Paul, <laughs> if you eat right, exercise, <laughs> get plenty of sleep, <laughs> yeah, right. take care of yourself, you are got to be okay. Right, huh? right. Do the
3: opposite. Don't sure. stay away from alcohol. <laughs> But, yeah. Yes, it's a lifestyle for you. Fast food three, four times a day. Eat, sleep, no yeah. drinking. Yeah. All right, beautiful. Okay. We are on to March, and uh, we'll kick around championship week. We have a great note and trends with Steve Mackinnon That's already two and zero. We'll get to that. I have the list of the eleven eligible ineligible teams for the NC two A tournament. A great card this weekend and tomorrow, which I mentioned, we'll get to coming up, uh, led by St. Mary's. And Gonzaga. Last mm-hmm. night in the NBA, Unders went five and three. That's the eighth consecutive day. The Unders have hit five hundred or better. And it's seventy three percent since the break. Game staying on going under on average by seven points per game. I know a lot of people kicked this around earlier about is this because, uh, you know, maybe playoff push whatever. I thought the opposite would happen because now these guys are coming off the all-star break and they're well rested. And you think, OK, maybe they have a lot more in the tank now and they're ready to go with that week off. But it's been a, in a sick run, 73 percent under run. Then again, the oddsmakers are making a, a great adjustment because these t- totals are sky high as well. Do you think this is going to continue was no. a total fluke right now and just a, and just, we play a lot of games as a long season 82 games something like this is bound to happen
4: yeah I just call it a short-term outlier basically I, I think also the numbers have been adjusted in terms of the totals by the odds makers but at the same time what you, you just said it and that's the way I look at it over an 82 game season you're going to have these short samples uh, where you you know you have a big run on overs or unders or underdogs or favorites and that's just going to happen, and eventually you're going to see regression to the mean.
3: I concur with that, absolutely. And another fun night in the NBA led by Wembenyama and the Spurs who get it done and shock the world, almost a 5-1 to one, uh, money line price as they beat the Thunder. Tough loss for the Thunder, but it was Chet against Victor Wembenyama. This is now sky high. He is now minus 1,400 at DraftKings to win Rookie of the Year. He's averaging 20, 10, three assists, three blocks, and a steal. He's shooting 46%. It seems every night there's something new with Wembenyama. He's the first guy to do this. He's the third guy to, you know, we talked about earlier in the week, he was the 15th guy in NBA history to have the five-by-five game. Last night, he became the first player in history, 10 rebounds, five assists, five blocks, and five threes in a game. Not only is he a huge runaway favorite now to win rookie of the year, I'm not saying this is going to happen. He's now 10-to-1. The second choice to win defensive player of the year. It, I think it's going to be Gobert, because Minnesota's number one in defense. Gobert's an $8 favorite. But as Doug Kazarian said in this show, on this show when he was in studio, these are these are weird awards. These are you don't know what the, the true price and true odds are. Look what happened in the NFL awards when you saw Comeback Player of the Year and what happened with Flacco. But and when Mitch did the blind resume and compared the side by side with the stats. There's a discussion to be made. Problem is San Antonio is so bad defensively, which is why I think Gobert's going to win the award. But what he's doing with steals and what he's doing with blocks on a night-in, night-out basis... Now, there are several GMs who reached out to Tim McMahon, ESPN, saying he thinks he's going to be the best defensive player of all time when it's all said and done. But to build it all up and to tie it all in, he's exceeded my expectations. And this guy is just... I mean, it's just... It's sick what he does every single game. On a bad team, on a limits restriction as well.
4: Yeah, if you look at uh, Wimbenjana, he, he averages 28 and a half minutes a game. You know? yeah. that's, that's not a lot. <laughs> right. uh, they've limited uh, his work role. Uh, I guess Greg Popovich done a pretty good job with that. 20 points, 10 rebounds a game. And uh, the numbers don't really tell the story, because when you watch him, you say, man, he's just getting started. Yeah, you know, He's going to get a lot better. He's going to get a little stronger, a little bit bigger. I think uh, probably even more athletic than he is right now because he, he man, he's just—he's a young NBA player, and it's funny sometimes out there in the defensive end you see him swatting shots, and he looks like uh, he's playing with little kids. That's right. You know, he's just—he's right. a freak of nature and a really talented guy, and just getting started, so uh, kind of fun to watch. Uh, you got to think the uh, eventually the Spurs are going to start winning some more games.
3: Right, well, and the other thing is in. You know, you go back to Sean Bradley, not that he's Sean Bradley, but Sean Bradley tried everything he could, he could use your diet. He couldn't keep weight on. Mm-hmm. He drank all these milkshakes and nothing would take. Here, eventually, the one thing about him is he's so damn tiny, and I would be concerned about uh, the injury risk, although that hasn't happened. He's been great. But if he, when he puts on weight and, and gets in more in the weight room and then builds on that tiny frame, that also watch out too. Because it's—I mean—it's not fair what he's doing now with his game. As he continues to improve on the outshot, outside shot, especially from three, and then good good point you made—he's like he's going against little kids when you're coming in. What he's doing um, and how he's uh, rejection. His wingspan.
4: Now. Yeah, right. You know? It's ridiculous. It is. It's like a pterodactyl. <laughs> but
3: uh, you know, Chet Holmgren's doing some
4: really great things <laughs> yes, too. Absolutely. And uh, not a lot of people talking no about that. So.
3: Yes. Yeah and I, we, yeah i mentioned it yesterday what he's doing with the you know the stretch five and the guy's got over 100 uh blocks and over 150 made threes and he's shooting 40% from three so it's the new nba and the fantastic superstar and just how these guys are freaks so a tough loss for okc they fall to 41 and 18 on the year i saw what von tobel tweeted uh late last night as denver won again they hung on to beat the Heat in an NBA Finals rematch and won by six. They've won five in a row. They have 22 games left. They're 41 and 19. Von Tobel's tweet was, "Is it going to be uh, the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals? Are all going to look like dopes in June?" You know, John's been pushing hard for the Clippers. <laughs> but here I am. I got the Clippers 22 to one. I got the T Wolves 66 to one. I got the Thunder at a nice price as well. I got Minnesota six to one to win the division. I got OKC eight to one to win the division. These might all be toilet paper here. Because here come the champs, and I'll tell you what, if they get the one seed, it's not even fair because that home court advantage is like, but they're peaking at the right time. They still have to go to Minnesota. They have three left against the T-Wolves. They go to Los Angeles and play the Lakers Saturday. They go to Dallas. They still have to take on the Clippers, but this race for the division and the one seed is going to be fantastic here with about 22, 23 games left. How do you see this playing out? Well, the
4: West is, uh, well, it's going to be wild, no question about it, but... When, you, when you're talking about those futures, never give up because, first of all, and you can never feel too safe if you got something that looks really good, one injury can change a lot of things. Yes. You know, we've seen that in futures in pretty much any sports you bet. So you always have to keep that in mind. And uh, that could be an element of surprise when uh, you have futures. And talking about the NBA playoffs, is a, it's a marathon as well. It's basically two and a half months. And, uh, you know, the Nuggets had to deal with some injuries last year. So – I wouldn't say it's a foregone conclusion. Jvt's been beating the drum for the Clippers all season, so yep. Um which they have the best win of the season. And the Clippers are another but, team got to worry about health. Oh, absolutely, you know, they going a PG, uh, Kawhi.
3: Some of those guys going to break down. You, I didn't. See, you, you, right. you never know. I didn't see this coming though. They go into Boston and they blow them out by thirty. They right. had the Grammy road trip where they went like seven and one, and the only loss was a close call to Cleveland, who was uh, hot when they lost that game. Then they go, they, they come in off the Grammy road trip. They lose at home to the Pelicans. They they lose at home to Sacramento. Now George has been out. They're up twenty-one the last game against the Lakers in the fourth quarter without PG and Zubac. I mean, they blow that game. So after after this Grammy road trip, it's been gone sideways here. And now it's only a four-game lead in the division, which the Suns have the most difficult remaining schedule. But now it's a, the fact that the Clippers and the Nuggets have the same odds at DraftKings to win the title is ridiculous. Now that I'll say that. Because it's so you have to respect. No one has an answer for Joker. No, no one will have an answer for Joker, and that is a ridiculous home court advantage. So, with all the Clippers' yeah. history, injuries, and the fact, can I even can I trust Harden? No. Oh. No. That no. that's right. And I can't trust Paul George in a big game.
4: You know, one thing about James Harden. Last year in the playoffs, in that in that series where they went down to the Celtics, this is one of my favorite stats. In games five, six, and seven. Right, James Harden had a total of zero points in the fourth quarters. Come on, no, nope. oh, my didn't God. score yep. in the fourth quarter of James five, six, and seven. Yep, that is So strong. I don't know if you can count on that team in the playoffs. Yep. I, I do think that right now a lot of these guys eh, they play when they want to play because they know it's just going to get serious when you get to the playoffs. Yep. So
3: Minnesota forty-two and seventeen, OKC forty-one and eighteen, and the Nuggets forty-one and nineteen. All the updated prices are up at DraftKings to win the division. To win the conference, to get the one seed. It's all up there. It's going to be a fantastic race. Like tomorrow, St. Mary's Gonzaga, huge matchup for the Zegs, and a great college basketball card will hit coming up next on v and Follow the Money.
0: $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment including fees. iHeart Media does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do
3: Put the VEASAN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up. VEASAN Pro annual subscription today. Get your first year for only $199. Instead of the typical price of $240, use promo code FTM. Access to everything we do for an entire year. Every best bet, every host, every guest. Betting splits show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Premium analysis, dog videos, betting systems. The upcoming March Madness betting guide. Best bets every game, every round of the tournament. Promo code FTM, first year VEASAN Pro for $199. slash subscribe. Good tidbit here, and it's off to a 2-0 start. Steve Mackinnon does a great job with the website. College basketball power six conference revenge angle. Power conference teams looking to avenge an earlier loss and playing as home favorites of six points or more in the last two weeks. The last two weeks of the regular season have gone 62-9 and straight up and 64% ATS. We had two of these examples Wednesday. They both covered and cashed. Marquette lost at Providence by 15. They buried them Wednesday. Iowa State covered 9.5 against Oklahoma. They lost by 8 in the first meeting, so we're off to a good start. Three that come into play each day now, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday, Auburn. Against Mississippi State, they're going to be more than six. Auburn lost at Miss State by six in the first meeting. This qualifies. As you said, how was Kentucky an underdog in that game? And they got the win against Miss State. Kentucky also won at Auburn. But Auburn having a very good year, Mm -hmm. and that fits that Auburn should win and cover against Mississippi State coming up tomorrow in a good game. Uh, Ken Palm has Miss State ranked 26th. What do you make that game?
4: I didn't make a number on that one. I got a bunch, I got like 20 games here. I did not make that one yet. Sunday, UConn and Seton Hall. What
3: happened in the first meeting? UConn well, lost. Well, UConn
4: was shorthanded. Uh-huh. They, they didn't have all their guys. I think Klingon was out. Donovan Klingon, the uh, 7-2 center. I think he was out in that first Seton Hall game. UConn lost by 15. Lost by 15, 75-60. Yep. This yep. re-
3: this uh, fits. There will be more than a six-point favorite at home against Seton Hall on Sunday. And then Monday, Baylor and Texas... Baylor lost to Texas by two, and they'll Mm -hmm. be laying six or more looking for revenge Monday night. Great stuff by Mackinac off to a 2-0 start, 64% ATS going back, and 62-9 straight up. Home favorites of six points or more in the last two weeks of the regular season. Tip Mm. of the cap to a couple viewers yesterday pointing out, hey, jump on Grand Canyon. To make the tournament, it was a at DraftKings. It's up to one forty in the WAC. There are eleven teams that are ineligible for the NC2A tournament. Your two big boys, Tarleton, the second place team in the WAC, ineligible. They're coming in from Division Two. They just beat Grand Canyon at home, so the path for Grand Canyon. is... so I mean, you're looking. You might play Rio Grande again. In your, because you get a buy into the semis out here, that you might face them in the semifinal game. You were just laying 23 at home and you took them out by 30. And then if Tarleton wins the other semifinal, that's it. You're already in. The game doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And they will play likely Seattle in that semifinal game as well. So even though they're still invited and they're in the WAC tournament, Grand Canyon won't even have to win if that's the championship game. Saturday the sixteenth. Is that price still up at that dollar forty five? Yeah, it's still there. I think you have to bet. Got to that. take that, right? You are a huge favorite, no matter Green who you Canyon meet in that tw-
4: semifinal. That's a twenty five win team anyway. Yeah, it's true. Take the plus one fifty. Okay, yeah. whoever uh, spotted that, nice job.
3: Okay, so and then the I other think big you one. Gotta play that. Yeah. The other big one is is UC San Diego, the Tritons. What a story they are in mm-hmm. the Big West. Tied for first place. And they come in, what were they, division two? They you two were talking about this before the show. They beat San Diego State. They just beat Cal Irvine, but here's your other big one. That they are ineligible for the NC two-A tournament. And they are tied for first in the Big West. And that's the same scenario with Cal Irvine. Actually
4: lost to San Diego State by one point. Oh, lost, okay. lost by one point, 63-62. But again, probably should have won the game. They coughed up the lead late. And that was when I, I started to say, "Oh, what, what's up with this UC San Diego team, almost taking down the Aztecs?" And you're right about that, but no, it's a it's a team ineligible for the tournament.
3: And they They're, probably but a
4: really good team in the Big West. Yeah, yeah.
3: they probably will play uh, Cal Davis in the semifinal in the Big West out here now, in Las Vegas, eh, about a 20 minute drive to the arena for that tournament. And then you you could get Cal Irvine against San Diego. But that's already decided again, much like last year, where it was supposed to be Merrimack out of the Northeast. But because they were ineligible, yeah, fairly right. Dickinson was allowed to make it. And then they shocked the world and take out Purdue in the second 16 seat ever to get it done. Bella Bellarmine, I can't ever pronounce it. Bellarmine, they're on this list again, too. How long is the wait for these I don't guys? I that don't even,
4: that w- first of all, I don't even think there should be a wait. Absolutely. Why, why, why
3: is there a wait? Yeah. And it's, it's another, what, five years for these guys? It seems like that some, was three years dumb, ago that the they— transition. Yes. It's a
4: dumb rule.
3: Totally agree. Yeah. So they're still on this list, even though it seemed like it was three years ago where they won the conference tournament. But sorry, guys, uh, you don't get to go. Queens, uh, North Carolina, Atlantic Sun, coming in from Division II, transitioning. They are ineligible. LeMoyne in the Northeast Conference. They're 12-16, and 16, so we don't worry about LeMoyne. St. Tommy's Thomas, the Tommies, Summit League coming in from Division th- Three, Good story. 17 and 12, also ineligible. And Tarlington coming in from Division II. as I mentioned. And also Utah Tech, also in the whack. They're 10 and 17 also coming in from Division Two. Okay, other big games coming up. With a great card Saturday in college hoops. How about Virginia and Duke? Ken Palm's got Virginia 64, Duke 8, and Virginia squarely on the bubble now. Who even knows if they're even going to get in. And what bet is one of the worst ACC years of my lifetime.
4: Yeah, I I think the ACC is probably going to get four teams in. You do? Yeah, I do. Wow. Well, Clemson, I think, deserves to be in. Unless the Tigers really stumble down the stretch. I like this Clemson team. That would be team number three. Virginia... Yeah, it's got some good wins, some bad losses, but the Cavs right now, I think, would sneak into the tournament. I've, I've got Duke here, a seven and a half point favorite over Virginia on Saturday. Uh, I got a. I think we should single out Kyle Filipowski for a heroic effort. I mean, on one leg to come back, <laughs> almost lost his leg, almost needed amputated last week, and he comes back and he, well, <laughs> he puts a great performance. Uh, this week against uh, in a blowout win.
3: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, it, it is absolute nonsense, though. We continue to do this in college basketball, but fair point, though, about how I went luck to with the amputation. What do you make Duke Carolina in the
4: rematch next Saturday? I'm gonna I'm gonna like Duke in that game. I can tell you that. Okay. Probably, I'm gonna make Duke a small favorite, probably around. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, two two and a half, but I, I am gonna like Duke in that game. That's a payback for the
3: loss in uh, Chapel Hill. All right, Illinois and Wisconsin. Wisconsin having a ton of issues now. 18 and 10 on the year. Ken Palm's got Illinois 13 and Wisconsin 23. This is a big one on Saturday.
4: I've got Whiskey, a uh, two-point favorite in that game in Madison. Illinois two back of Purdue with three games to go in the Big Ten regular season. And, uh, man, this Illinois team right now, Terrence Shannon's hot, Coleman Hawkins, really playing at a high level offensively. How about this two nights ago? Minnesota... Shot 14 for 20 from three and lost at Illinois 105 to 97. That was a hell of a shootout in Champaign a couple of nights ago. <laughs> Minnesota scored around 1.4 points per possession, scored 97 points and lost the game. Uh, Illinois did hit 10 of 22 threes and that team's won four of five. The only loss in there was a one-point loss at Penn State about 10 days ago. I don't know what's happened to Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. I really was buying into yep. this Badgers team, and on February 1st, 8-1 and one in the Big Ten, had an 18-point lead in the second half at Nebraska, and since then has lost, what, six of the last eight?
3: Yep. Ugly. This game is under the radar, but to me, I'm intrigued by this game. Two great stories. South Florida against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. South Florida's in first place. They're not going to get an at-large bid, but they're going to win this league. They're taking on Charlotte. Ken Palm's got South Florida 93rd, Charlotte 108. But this was supposed to be – this league was supposed to be dominated by Florida Atlantic and Memphis. It's these two guys. And and Florida Atlantic just went to South Florida and Charlotte and got beat. So we'll see if South Florida can keep this up uh, with their winning ways and get it done. That's an under-the-radar game and certainly maybe a case where one of these teams could win the conference tournament and get the automatic bid because I don't just see – I can't see Florida Atlantic fixing this defense – as they continue to go, they've been going through the motions all year defensively. Certainly, since they had the big one out here against Arizona, what's happened to this this team and they've been sleepwalking.
4: Well, South Florida, if you look at the team and really break down the numbers, nothing stands out. No, and uh, it, it's just a team that knows, has developed a, a winning attitude. I think the uh, some of the parts add up there to. Uh, Something that's a lot more impressive than what you see on paper. But I think South Florida would have to win the conference tournament to get in. Yeah, at it. they are yeah.
3: finally ranked at 21 and five. But you're right about that. Even though they have this long winning streak, and they've only lost one game in conference, and that was at UAB by four. And Charlotte's a great story too. Uh, they're 17 and 10, but they're coming off a loss. One thing about as Florida well.
4: Atlantic, Paul. A lot of people tend to forget. Probably should have lost in the first round of Memphis in the tournament. Probably should have lost in the first round and got all the way to the final four.
3: Sammy right? P. up yep. Sammy P. Up next. We'll talk Patriots and Bears in the draft. Straight ahead. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free Vsin daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, Adam Burke gives out all his futures – in Major League Baseball, mention uh, get apps, expert analysis, latest on straight to your inbox. Absolutely free. Beeson.com. newsletter to subscribe. Sammy P. joins us now. Nesson, Fox Sports, Chicken Dinner Podcast, and SP Shoot on X. The man to talk to about Bears and Patriots. And let's start with the Patriots. Thanks for the time, sir. It's all over the place. They're not going to take a quarterback. They're going to take a quarterback. What should... What will the Patriots do at number three, in your opinion?
5: I had a laugh last night, Paul, when they were uh, they were circulating the, the videos of Mac Jones throwing no-look passes on Twitter. And oh, I'm like, God. He, couldn't, he couldn't throw the ball when he was looking last year. Maybe he should focus on that. But I, if you come into this year with Mac Jones at quarterback and Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Demario Douglas at receiver, you're going to win four or five games again. I mean, they're leading receiver last year. Had 561 yards they, they have no talent at the position and I don't know what their big board is but I, I think if let's say that Williams and Daniels go one two I would take Marvin Harrison the third mm-hmm. um, I mean they haven't had an, an elite receiver since maybe Randy Moss yep. going back to 2007 and and he's going to change their entire offense and look I, I think when you look at the Patriots they're not a quarterback away. They are an offense away. So if you if you bring in Drake May, he's going to get crushed. Gonna, I mean, like they're, they're, they have no they have no line. They have no receivers. So you bring in a rookie quarterback, he's going to get creamed. Um, I would go Harrison, but you know, as sick as I am, man, I'm looking at DraftKings right now, and they got Justin Fields twenty two to one to be a Patriot next year. And obviously, it's a long shot. But tell me that team isn't decidedly better if they take Harrison third and then trade their mm-hmm. second-round pick for Justin Fields. Now you got Fields and Harrison, and, and you're a lot better than you were last year. That's something they should consider, seriously. I'll
4: yeah. tell you one game that sticks my mind, and I'm sure you guys remember this. Fields and the Bears went to Foxborough on a Monday night two years ago yes. and destroyed the Patriots. Remember that game, Sammy V?
5: I was there. They were. <laughs> that was the game that knocked me out of Survivor.
3: Me too.
4: Yeah,
5: they got me
3: too. Oh, it was brutal. I'm with you because I, you haven't had that star since Moss, and this guy's supposed to be the next Randy Moss. So then if I do that, what what do I do at quarterback then? Am I Who's the veteran I'm bringing in?
5: Well, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think Fields, you know, I, I think they can depart with that 34th overall pick. It's like right at the beginning of the second round, you flip that for Fields, and that's probably what it would take. I mean, he's worth a, a two or maybe a couple of threes. Um, you know, Cousins has been floated around. We'll see how that goes. I just, I think when, when we look at these markets and again, like is Fields going to go to new England, probably not. But when we see the overreaction and the reports come out on, well, fields is going to the Falcons. It, it makes Atlanta $5 to get fields. And then it pushes everybody up. And mm. I don't want to compare apples and oranges, but it was like the narrative that, well, Jamar Hamlin can't lose comeback player of the year. Well, guess what? He did. Yeah, it's like everything has to go right for these trades to go through. And even though it makes a lot of sense to go to Atlanta, it doesn't mean it's a slam dunk. So I, I just think the market's a little mispriced. He probably ends up in Atlanta. But I mean, 22 to one is 22 to one, Paul. You know this game.
3: Yep. Yep. Uh, so you're not buying that it's a done deal fields to Atlanta. And you, you good point about how high the price is now. What but what, 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 where's the steam at there about trading down? Because they have so many needs. You trade back and you do something, I don't know, back into 8 eight, nine, ten range.
5: You're talking about Chicago or New England? The,
3: page, sorry, the Patriots.
5: Yeah, I mean, they they could. I mean, it's it's very Patriot-driven. Uh, but yes. I, I think that was more Belichick than anything else. I mean, Belichick would would trade down and, and take a, a guard. You know, like that's what Bill used to do. Because he, he just didn't think that any of the players were really worth the hype. I, I don't know, man. I feel like when you, when you blow out the winningest coach of all time in terms of Super Bowls, you, you sort of have to give this new cat the ability to take who he wants to take. I, I think, I think that's going to be the move. I think they're going to keep the pick. And I, I mean, could, could it happen? Of course. Uh, I think they stay pat at three though. And look, if the angles, let's say it goes Williams may, then I, I think they take Matty humans, guy, Daniels three. I think that'd be great for them. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, man. Like I, I I've seen too many white quarterbacks from North Carolina, not pan out. I just, especially like the bears, <laughs> You, you think Bears fans want to take yep. Drake May after no. living through Mitch Trubisky? I, I doubt that that's a popular thing. So, look, it, it, it depends who's there. If, if it goes Williams and Daniels, you take Harrison. If it goes Williams and May, then you, you take Jaden Daniels.
4: You know, when Sammy uh, started at VSEN, Brent Musburger referred to him as Windy City Sammy. <laughs> Came out here from Chicago. So, you know a lot about the Bears and their history. And uh, the Bears got number one and number nine. I think they should trade down to two. They're going to get a ton in return. Also trade fields. Compile all these assets, Sammy, and take Jaden Daniels at number two. Uh, and Caleb Williams can go number one to the commanders, and they can have the face of the franchise uh, there. And I'm not even sure Drake May would go number three. I am, I'm I'm not even sure I'd draft Drake May in the top ten, to be honest with you. How do, how do you assess or evaluate the, uh, the top quarterbacks in the draft? And do you think there's a sleeper maybe in the second round?
5: I was really impressed with – the way that Daniels handled adversity, you know, remember a lot of people forget. He started at Arizona state and sort of flamed out there and sort of reinvigorated himself at LSU and became a dual threat monster in the best conference in college football. I mean, he was putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, I don't think the gap to your point, I don't think it's as big as as people make it out to be. You know, I I think they're one a and one B and then I got may like maybe one, one D. I'm gonna skip over C. But look, I mean, there's a lot of people that like Penix. A lot of people think that, you know, he's gonna be a late first rounder, early second rounder. Chicago is gonna get a landslide of picks if they have the balls to do it. Yep. I just yeah. I feel like the pressure on this GM polls, I I feel like they're already making up their minds and they're gonna take Caleb. We know they're gonna trade fields. They wanna reset the clock because when you have a young quarterback and a rookie contract, you have a, a bigger window. And mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. They're, they're not going to have fields next year. I think, I think the smart move would be to not buy in into Caleb trade out a one. I mean, you could probably get, what do you think? Two or three first rounders, maybe,
4: yeah, you're gonna get not with Washington. Uh, huh? With Washington, not you're that You're gonna much. get. You're gonna. F- you're gonna flip first rounders. You're gonna get an additional one and probably also a two. I would say something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, and also you're gonna trade Fields and like Sammy said, you're gonna pick up probably a second round pick. Yeah. If not a little bit more, so the Bears can make a killing. Mm-hmm. And this and Sammy also Ryan Poles, I think. Uh, I don't say playing with house money, but. He's ahead of the game a little bit because he, he swindled the Carolina Panthers in that deal last year.
5: He absolutely did. Yeah. I, I think he, he's clearly about quantity. He's proven that. You know, he, he trades out of one last year. I just I mean, how crazy is it that you have number one two years in a row and you trade out of it? That's never been uh, done before. Yes. But sir. if he if he zigs when you zag, that's That's the way to do it. I'll tell you what, this defense is a lot better than it was last year. And if they can trade, Mm -hmm. let's just say they go from one to two, take Daniels, you get the future assets and then you pick what like ninth or whatever. Then you take Latu from UCLA or somebody like that. You put him on the other side of Montez sweat. All of a sudden this team actually isn't that bad. You know, you still have some, some issues on the offensive line, but um, you know, this is a three-year plan in Chicago with a rookie quarterback and a, and a, you know, young GM, a, a coach that, you know, may or may not be here big picture. But you you literally hold the key to the draft, man. And if, if you have the ball yep. to trade out of it again, good for you.
3: I say no-brainer. You take Williams and a Dunze. <laughs> That's what I would do. No but, brainer, uh, this, huh? but this is – so no I totally That's a, uh, a no brainer to me. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, but I, I, I agree with you, Sam, <laughs> if I'm a Bears fan, <laughs> there is no way if I trade that pick, I'm wanting mate after what I just went through with Trubisky. Right. So what, mean, what are the what are the, what are the what well, is also a rivalry, though, too, that you hit on with USC and Notre Dame. And Matt talked about that Williams didn't look good in the in the meeting this past year. What do the fans want to do?
5: So as you know, there's a lot of Notre Dame fans around Chicago and you know, I've been all year, I've been kinda of poking the bear, like, hey, you guys ready for Caleb Williams? And a lot of these Notre Dame fans are like, Screw that guy. I don't I don't want him, you know. Uh, they don't they don't like USC, they don't like Caleb Williams, even though he's, you know, as everybody says, the the greatest prospect in the draft this year. I I don't think Chicago is necessarily in love with Caleb Williams, but I <laughs> I mean if he goes there and Wins multiple Super Bowls, then nobody's going to care. It, it, it's just, Chicago is so stupid. I mean, for, for years, Paul, the most popular player in Chicago is the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I remember, dude, I was covering Jay Cutler. He was the most talented yep. quarterback they ever had. Yep. And the fans wanted Josh McCown to play. Like, that's how <laughs> stupid they are in Chicago. Yeah. I'm that's
3: not... the best quarterback you've had in like 40 years. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the that's thing. Sad. But... That's <laughs> sad.
4: That's no. Jay, sad. Jay Cutler was yeah. a loser. He was. Eh? He sat on the bench in the second half of the NFC Championship game against the Packers, Sammy, with a sore knee. Come on.
3: Uh, come on, though. You can't want McCown huh? over him, though, but certainly it, it didn't work out. But uh, that's what but Bears fans have been looking at for the last 40 years. A double shot with Sammy up next. Picks, picks, and more picks. A future in the NBA, a future to make the Final Four. And a yes-no prop that he likes in college hoops straight ahead. Visa fall fall the money. Paulie Howard, Matt humans in for Mitch Moss. The Sports Betting Network.
0: bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money, spelled K-A-L-S-H-I, and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance, and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com.
1: If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue.
2: Listen to a brand new season of Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN.
3: Welcome into Follow the Money shows presented by DraftKings. Mitch out. Humans sitting in, doing an excellent job. And now it's time for The Fight Doctor. Lou Finnecaro joins us in studio at GamLou on Twitter. Ready to give out some dogs. Hope they're barking in the UFC. Appreciate the time, sir. Uh, Appreciate you coming in as well. Let's start with food. And what happened as you went to Naked City last night? Food, wings, we love it. How was the meal? What would you go with? Food,
6: wings, company, it was
3: outstanding. Very close and easy for
6: me to navigate to... uh, and the food, uh, I'm high on their wings, and we had yes. various flavors of wings. Uh, I rate them 10 out of 10. Really, I mean, I'm not that hard. That, those, they were really good, cooked well. Uh, the pizza, we got a couple different kinds our friend uh las vegas chris was there he's a big detroit guys from detroit mm-hmm. the detroit pizza there i thought was sensational I, I i tried it reluctantly and went back for more uh one of the guys had the sandwich that you Beef had suggested yeah. yeah and i took a corner of, the, i took a bite out of it and then i took a corner of it it, it was outstanding <laughs> yes uh, a lot of great conversation two thumbs up on that place it's on uh, blue diamond and uh, down south and it's in a little bar uh the blue diamond tavern and it was great because it wasn't crowded we had the place to ourselves and uh it was really good time
3: yes and uh we went last time with adam Chernoff as well there's also a location on paradise right by the airport yeah and he'll, he'll <laughs> tell you the same thing about the wings as well
4: it's so, a buffalo bills place by
3: yes, the way yes it is good call No doubt.
4: Every year during the NFL playoffs, it's a sad place. The the, the food is outstanding. Top notch. Great pizza, great great wings.
3: You are a dog player, so I know you're not into do theory, but how are you reacting after what we've seen in the last two UFC cards where favorites are 20 and 4 and 65% on the year? How does this. Factor in your handicapping and how you want to attack fight night tomorrow, and and what you're doing moving forward. Yeah, that's a great
6: lead-in, Paul. And and really, as a dog player, uh, I, what I do is track the openers very closely, and out of the 11 fights here eight of them are lined at at minus 200 or greater and all of those favorites have grown exponentially Mm -hmm. and i think that's partly uh, because of the last two weeks 20 and four favorites and i think that affects a lot of the betters and this isn't an nfl market that we don't have the sophistication in the ufc as an nfl market does and so i think that there's a little bit of bright light in the eyes of some of the betters and they're looking at that those Obviously that creates opportunity on the other side and even though this is a heavily chalked card And I do advise go, you know going very slow and cautious here While I'll say that I'm not afraid and the only way for me to play this is to try and take the rifle out and shoot at a few of the underdogs whose value
3: has gone mm-hmm. Up and twice in price in some instances. Well, that, that's a great point about it keeps cashing, so the public's going to go back to the well. How about a bomber to start? Zahabi plus five fifty. Now you only hit one of these. Uh, you, you're having a big night. Let's start with the plus five fifty, and if you want to get higher than that, maybe eleven to one. Break this one down for us.
6: Yeah, uh, Zahabi uh, is, uh, his brother owns TriStar in Canada. He's a fighter that's won three or four of his last fights. Started out real shaky, couldn't stop a sneeze. Uh, but he's he's coming in with momentum, fighting one of the Bashrat brothers. These two Bashrat brothers from Afghanistan, heavy wrestling, very good, very talented. I'm not so sure this is the better of the two Bashrats. And uh, Mr. Bashrat opens 450, now he's 750, obviously. Wow zahabi opens 350 he's now 550 that that line is out of whack and so i'm gonna take a little half unit play on zahabi and i'm gonna also sprinkle a little bit zahabi on decision plus 11 and a half these are all circa prices now the over in this fight two and a half rounds a three round fight minus 230 to the over so They're helping me understand that this is going to be a decision, and I think it's a Mm -hmm. close competitive fight, much closer and much more competitive than the market's showing. Okay. Uh, How about
3: another bomber? Pick it. Plus 385 against Anders.
6: Yeah, this is on the main card, 185 pounders, and this fight's at the apex. So we're in the smaller cage. you yep. got bigger guys. Uh, Anders and Pickett. Uh, Anders should be the favorite. He opened uh, 250. Now he's 485. Listen, Eric Anders, the ex-Alabama linebacker, he's a great athlete, but he's still a developing fighter, and he's 36 years old. Uh, his prime is past him. He's durable. He's tough. And pink Pinkett, big long tall guy gonna have inch of reach on him Uh, excuse me seven inches of reach and an inch of height Uh, Pinkett has also improved though he's a journeyman fighter this is a competitive fight again much more competitive than the line is showing and I think uh, Pickett is live here and I'm surely not afraid of him at his current price of 385 after he opened at 210 now the over in this fight Two and a half rounds Mm -hmm. in a three round fight, minus 120 to the over. Pick it by decision, plus 700. Yes,
3: I'll have a little on that too. Okay, Uh, Ribeiro, plus 260. Take it away. Another big dog.
6: Yeah. And and again, this this is another 185 pound fight. Ribeiro is a flamboyant, striking, crazy man from the pompous Brazilian. And he's fighting an ex-basketball player, the basketball player Christian Leroy Duncan, going to be a little taller, going to be a few years younger and surely have a couple inches of reach. But he he's still developing quite a bit. Ribeiro comes in very hungry, very desperate. And I think this again is another fight a little more competitive than the line is showing uh, uh christian leroy duncan opens 250 he's now 265 uh Ri- Ribeiro, Plus uh, 260 or 265 for, again, these are all half unit bets. I'm, I'm going to be respectful of the favorite trends, but I'm not going to be shying away from underdogs. What's the uh, basketball background for
4: uh, Leroy Duncan?
6: Christian Leroy Duncan played in, uh, he's an Australian, he played in the Australian leagues. And so not, he comes in very athletic, uh, great great on his feet, n- nice and rangy. But, again, uh, if you ever watch basketball players fight, th- they got a ways to go to learn how to be a- effective fighters. That's why I'm surprised fighters. it's minus 310. Yeah, that's right. He looks the part. Uh, he just got beat by a kickboxer named Petrosian, though, and that's why I think there's some value on the
3: flamboyant, yeah. capoeira-styled Brazilian. All the money, Paulie and Matt, Visa and Esports Betting Network, Lou Finicaro, our guest in studio at GAMLU on Twitter for the next 20 minutes. Ribeiro plus 260, Zahabi plus 550, Sprinkle the 11-1 to 1 by decision, Pickett plus 385, 7-1 by decision as well. The Dogs, how about a favorite? Makayev minus 340 against Perez.
6: Yeah, Makaev's 23-year-old uh, kid and, and the real stats here is Perez, uh, a veteran, and really a, a cagey veteran, but he's got a lot of stuff going outside the cage. He's only fight, fought twice in the last couple of years. Now, albeit he's fought elite guys, but he's been subbed twice. In fact, Pereira, 71% of his defeats are via submission. Mokaev, 60% of his wins are by submission. This is a purely set-up fight to try and get Mokayev gussied up so that he can take on Pantoja in Brazil in another 45 days, uh, because the flyweight division, we just had a main event uh, last week with Royal and Moreno, between R- Royal, Moreno, and Pantoja, they fought each mm-hmm. other eight, nine times. They need new, new blood, and everyone's vested in Mokaev, and I don't think Perez is going to be able to get in the way.
3: All right, and then another big favorite, what do you want to do here with Erceg, if I'm pronouncing it right, Urseg, Erceg? Urseg fighting Snell. Uh, okay.
6: That's a flyweight fight as well. 125-pound guy, so the small cage doesn't mean as much. But Urseg, an Australian shipping in, I think he's got uh, the ways and means here. Now, he opens 220. Wow. Now he's priced here at circa <laughs> 405. But I believe in him, okay? But I'm not a 405 player. Uh-huh. So we're going to take the 405, and we're going to... Uh, parlay him with a fight next week and again These are circa prices in a heavyweight fight Jayton Almeida in Brazil is fighting uh, Curtis blades Excuse me. This fights in Miami next week uh, Almeida ships in from Brazil. He's even Curtis blades minus 120 now in uh, Kryptonite to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter is world-class wrestling. What's Blades? World-class wrestler. Plus, Almeida competes, used to compete at 205. He'll step in the cage at 240, 242 pounds, and Blades, a 265-pound wrestler whose wrestling is... World-class. His chin is made of balsa wood, however. I don't think Almeida has the power to get to blades. And for blades at minus 120, parlay him with Ursig. We can take blades
3: from minus 120 to plus 128. That's my game there. Okay, excellent. Very good card, UFC 299. O'Malley, in his only loss, which was the fluke when he broke his leg against Vera, O'Malley minus 225. You have thoughts on that fight or on that price?
6: Yeah, the UFC is is surely vested on O'Malley. Oh, yeah, I get all of my much of my tutoring and experience in the UFC from the MMA lab. Oh by the way, that's where O'Malley trains, and so I'm always respectful of them. But if O'Malley's got it coming, I'm not afraid to criticize one of their fighters. But the UFC is surely vested in the lightning bolt of electricity that is Sean O'Malley. Uh, he's talking about fighting other guys. Vera beat him in the first fight, uh, led a leg kick that hurt O'Malley. And clearly, I think it's going to be Vera's, in Vera's best interest to try and take this fight deep. O'Malley will look at the clock come the late second and third round. This is a five-round scheduled fight. Totals are not out yet, but I would look for Vera to be durable. And therefore, if that fight comes two and a half, three and a half, I surely would be looking at overs.
3: Excellent job, Lou Finnecaro. Up next, more futures in baseball and what he's thinking in the NHL playoffs. And if there's some big tickets out there, we can cash with some future recommendations. Straight ahead, Visa and follow the money, the Sports Betting Network.
0: bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money, spelled K-A-L-S-H-I, and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance, and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at CallShe.com.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do.